This episode of Sandlot Sports was very NBA-centric. We discussed the NBA draft lottery, what has been going on with the NBA playoffs, specifically the Phoenix Suns, Brooklyn Nets, and Philadelphia 76ers, what the Sixers are going to do with Ben Simmons. We try to answer the debate of what NBA player from before 2000 would benefit with today's rules. Towards the end, we started riffing on current events. To listen to that conversation, you can actually listen to our After Hours episode. It's a bonus episode that's listed along with this one. Yeah, because look at look at that Game 7 the other night against Philly. Yeah. Trey Young was doing what I always say Trey Young is going to do. Yeah. Shot like well, 3 finally, for 20. Yeah, finally, right. after 10 games, he finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's been saying he's a volume shooter, just terrible. He's out here banging 40-point nights. He's like... <laughs> welcome to sandlot sports i am adam capperson i'm here with doing coding in the words of Birdman, what happened to that boy <sighs> and bj thomas Stephen a smith wasn't that far off with his assessment of devin booker y'all get over it yeah that's true <laughs> and, and we'll get to that there's a lot we got to get to but, but first i want to want to actually flash back a couple weeks Okay, we talked about the Orlando Magic having interest in Mike D'Antoni. Okay, Why? we talked about no, no, no. We talked about just because you have interest in somebody doesn't mean that somebody has interest in you. Yeah, I found that okay. out in seventh grade when I asked the <laughs> chick out to a dance and it didn't work. Just, <laughs> and then I just noticed she's on your friend list, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> Hey, you know, Adam's always always had the hookup, but um, somebody else has has just learned that lesson. Master P has just learned that lesson because he expressed interest in the head head coaching job at New Orleans. I can't believe this made the show. I'm kind of pissed at you guys. (laughs) I I mean, look, you know what I'm saying? No, you're going to go in on this? This Everything that happened this week and we're talking about this shit? No, but I was okay. But think about it. I mean, I mean, he tried. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he thought that he could, you know, so I give him props. I mean, he think a lot of himself, you know. <laughs> but... Oh, he's, he's got to be smarter than that. The only way he's ever going to do that is he has to buy the team and insert himself as coach. Right. Well, <laughs> the rumor was he, he wanted to be more than just a coach. He wanted to be a player coach. No, I saw uh, it. No, no. He's no. 10 years older than us. No, nah, man. He should have just, just at least trying to coach, but player coach, nah. <laughs> no, so, but – but we'll, we'll get we'll get to the real players. We'll get to the real players and kind of leave <laughs> that shit behind. Um, so, guys, where do you want to start? Do you want to start in Brooklyn or do you want to start in Philly? Oh, uh, floor is yours. Wherever wherever you guys want to go around the globe. Doc Howard or Doc, Doc Howard Rivers is just uh, he got lucky. Is he yeah. the, is he the most overrated coach? Uh, oh, he's getting there. He's oh. getting there. Um, it, it, well. Oh, I, where do we start? I mean, well, and that's why I asked you guys because I was looking for direction. But let, let's let's start with Doc Rivers. Let's just yeah. go with that. Okay, I'm so to, think of, of a more overrated coach. Yeah, you, you you might rack your brain on that one. So really, I'll be back in ten minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I for one did not give Ty Luke credit when he was in Cleveland because why would you? Right. With that team, you're supposed to oh. at least make it to the finals. Jim Harbaugh got it. Sorry, okay. take me a minute. <laughs> I was thinking basketball, but yeah, man. I was thinking so, coaches. Period. I, it, I'm telling you, I thought about it a little bit, and I don't know much about baseball. I know football and basketball, and there's not too many more overrated coaches than Doc. Maybe Jimbo Fisher, <laughs> but um, but yeah, Ty, Ty Lue, you're supposed to at least win the East with that with that roster, and he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we didn't really give him a lot of credit, but he took the same tools, the same materials that Doc Rivers had, and did better than Doc Rivers. Yeah. 
and, and could possibly yeah. save Paul George's career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the same offense. He's just going to run the same off. He was here when I was here. He's just going to run the same off. Yeah. Well, you can't run your own damn offense properly. You should talk Ty Luke. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, BJ, I know I sent you the stats on Doc. I think it was yesterday that out, outside of that, that second year that he took Boston to the finals. And when, again, there were no other great teams in the East outside of that year, like there hasn't really been a spectacular year that, that Doc has had. And that goes, you know, hey, if you get superior talent, you should win. Right. And when the talent caught up to him, he couldn't do it. And he definitely does not have a superior talent there in Philly because he's got a fantastic center and a horrible point guard. Um, Bruce Bowen said today that he knows Pop pretty well and Pop would trade anybody on his roster for Ben Simmons. But if anybody in the league is going to figure out Ben Simmons and what to do with him, it's Pop. Yeah, Pop, right. Well, and that's the thing. Pop Pop could probably fix the jump shot, but Pop could more so fix the confidence. And Pop sees defense. That's what he sees. He almost turned Boyer's D out into a household name. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that Pop would take the approach with Ben that he did with Tony Parker? Because remember, when Tony came in late, he could shoot the shit. I don't see why not. I mean, he could be just a taller Tony Parker. Yeah. And Ben Ben's problem was confidence. Okay, he he never could shoot. I mean, we we saw that in college. That was even the knock on him coming out. Why he was a number one pick again? I'm not an NBA GM. Was that he's great in transition, great up and down the court, fantastic defender in the you know half court. He just he can't run the offense because he can't shoot. His guy backs off him so much that you just go and there's no passing lanes. And that's always been his knock. And then game five happened, and Chuck called this best when I was watching the the after game on you know after they lost when when um, McMillan started fouling him doing the hack a bend. It destroyed that boy's confidence, just destroyed it. And from then on, I don't think he took a shot in the fourth quarter. Once once they started doing the hack a bend, I don't think he took a shot in the fourth quarter. And you you need your point guard to at least try to shoot. To at least when try. Gave, when he gave up that dunk under the basket to uh, Thibault and Thibault got attacked by two players, I was like, man, oh man, he's broken. Yeah. Like I was telling you this week, when when you th- when people think you shouldn't shoot, you probably got the yips. Like you're probably just going through, you're struggling a little bit. Yeah. When you start to think you shouldn't shoot, you're broken. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's it's Chuck Knobloch, it's John Lester, it's Rick Ankiel all over again. David Duvall, all of them. Uh-huh. Like it's in his head and he needs out of Philly. Now, whether that's in San Antonio, I think he'd be a great fit for San Antonio. And honestly, Pop would probably be able to get him for pennies on the dollar because his trade value is gone and pop could make him a a serviceable player his shooting i sent you a picture in the group chat of his shooting yeah uh, golly he shoots left-handed but the ball's over the right side of his body yeah and his brace hand is kind of like grabbing the ball like it's just a whole bunch of no like every everything he would do you would immediately stop somebody from doing it like if you saw a kid doing that you probably you probably feel the need to walk away and be like hey buddy uh well, yeah. get, get that get that elbow straight, not to the side a little bit. Get, get that and ball we've been talking, yeah. how how many times have we talked about this on this very show that coaches don't coach anymore, especially at the high school and college level? Yeah. They don't coach, they don't teach. Somebody very young should have taken them aside and go, "No, dude, this is how you shoot," yeah. and worked with them, and he would have been probably one of the best um, point guards in, ever yeah. at that height, that speed. He would have been great, but. No, everybody was like, oh, well, he's just, he could just out talent when he, he's just so tall at that position. No. If, at I this... were, if I were Doc Rivers, I'm making him watch Rondo tape all summer. Yeah. Rondo can't shoot. Yeah. Every time Rondo hits a three, you're like, ooh. Where did this come two, from? 
he hit two the other night in the game, and I was like, oh, hey, look at you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the difference with Rondo is Rondo will shoot. Yeah. Ben just won't. So how do you build that confidence? It's, it seems as if, like, that's going to be something in his brain to where, like, it's going to be hard to – because it seems that's, like, years and upon yeah, years think, of development. I think, I think the fastest way to do it is knock him out until he has amnesia and then just retrain him. <laughs> no, but but seriously, I mean, you're, you're right, Dorian. Like, that – you can't fix that in a gym. Yeah. You have you, to fix that in front of people. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, no, you have to go to the gym first. You're never going to fix it in a game. No, nobody practices in a game. That's just yeah. Like, no, but you no, know, you you can fix you can fix the technique in the gym. You can't fix his mind in the gym. Uh, I don't know. You string together 15 threes, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. It's a different but, animal. Different but, animal. Um, Twenty thousand people. Have you ever corrected a jump shot though? Because I have. I used to shoot like Penny Hardaway with my elbow out to the side, and it uh, it took me almost a full summer to get my elbow in and to be consistent. Yes, but were you paint, were you playing in front of twenty thousand people? He's been doing that his whole life. That doesn't factor into him. That would factor into me. It, when the when the guy's passing up layups, it's yeah. mental. No, it's absolutely mental. But but you you overcome that with practice and confidence. Yeah. No, no. See, your jump shot was broken. You fixed it, and because you knew it was broken, and, and you were still aggressive, even though you know your form wasn't the way it's supposed to be, you were still shooting. You still had in your mind, "I'm going to make this." Ben's Ben's mind is, "I need to get rid of the ball. I am scared shitless yes, to shoot this." What I'm saying is, is, if he goes and puts in five thousand, six thousand jump shots this summer, you can gain that confidence. Yeah, um, and what happens the first time in the game? He misses four shots in a row. I, I tell him, shit, God, I'd be like, Google how many times Kobe did that. Yeah, he's not I Kobe. I don't, it doesn't, everything you say is just being like super fucking negative. The thing is, the guy's worth $30 million a year and they're going to fix him. They're going to try to fix him. Either they're going to trade him and they'll fix him. Somebody's going to fix him. He's too talented to not be fixed. It. This is right. not something, it's not like you just don't discard this guy. Right. We Philly's going right. to, though. And somebody, and nobody else, somebody else will pick him up for a steal. He is fixable. It's the thing is, is he has to want to just like anything else. And he has to want to be fixed and he's got to get the right people around him. I don't think he's had the right people around him. If he's this old and nobody's been able to rattle him about his jump shot. 100%. That 100%. Shit would, that shit would now, not have happened to you. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm like, you do a lot of dribbling. Can't get a fucking bucket. I'd, my sorry ass would have been out there talking shit. So, God damn, you dribble a lot and you can't shoot. I'm going to read a quote, and this goes back to your, your favorite sources say. I sent you guys this quote a couple hours ago. This is our, our boy Stephen A. Smith, who you know loves, loves to hear himself talk. <laughs> sources say, quote unquote, Ben Simmons doesn't work, doesn't listen, and is constantly babied. Uh, I mean, again, that's not, get, that's not from me. That's not right. from me. Right, 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 right. There was a story I read yesterday where they said Tucker Carlson was one of the biggest unnamed sources for damaging Trump info for the last two years. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Nothing else surprises me now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, nothing surprises me. So, like, any kind of disinformation or misinformation or misdirection, I just, I believe. But but that that goes back to everything we've talked about is people will do whatever is in their best self-interest. Exactly. Nothing else matters. So if this was if he can say something like this, it's not really damaging to Ben Simmons. It's not really going to hurt him. Like because it's just a story. You know what I mean? It's going to get Stephen A. clicks. It's going to get ESPN likes, and everything's going to go on. This is the shit we're trying to avoid on this podcast. Is that stuff? Yes. (laughs) Like I would never. Even if the guy's going through something, either he's realizing he's an asshole and is uncoachable, or he's finally realizing he has a real problem and he needs help with his profession. 
Yeah. He's a, he's about to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem in the NBA. He's not going to. That that contract is guaranteed. He's going to get his money. Now he may not get another contract. He probably won't get one that that size ever again. But he's going to get the money that that Philadelphia owns him one way or another. Yeah. And I guess that's the question: is where do where does he go from here? Does he go to San Antonio? Does he go to Portland? Does he go to Sacramento? For, again, Look, this could be pennies on the dollar. It terrifies me for his future if he stays in Philly because they right. couldn't fix Markel Fult. And then we get him down here and we start to our shitty organization in yeah. Orlando. And then he starts <laughs> to actually score again. Right. And so, shoot. And With shoot. confidence. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm a little terrified about being in Philadelphia and getting real help. I think the best thing they can for him to happen is for Pop to come get him. Pop can save him. So how, how does Pop get him? Assuming oh, he's I, not waived. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could send like a, a San Antonio taco basket over there and get him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the point. I mean, they're they're going to get rid of him for pennies on dollar. Now they got to make the money work. But as yeah. far as talent's concerned, they got to be smart though, because they have to realize that the, the Spurs understand that he's not total trash, and and that's what they have to understand. They can't. It can't be total pennies on the dollar. It can be nickels on the dollar, but it can't be pennies on the dollar. Well, it, it's going to be akin to the Dwight Howard trade, maybe it's even slightly less, where it's going to be a dollar for probably three quarters or a dollar for maybe five dimes. You can survive that. Yeah. You can survive that. But taking a $30 million a year guy and getting him for a second round or losing him for a second round is just going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. I think that. Well, I don't think they're going to do that again because yeah. look what they gave up. Look at what they got for faults. They, yeah. they might, it might pay off for them to get one of San Antonio centers to back up Joel Embiid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, I hate to say it, but they could find like a serviceable point guard in this league for not too much. That's the thing. I mean, if they can get somebody you know, at the point that scores, what, 10, 12, what's, 14 points a game and what, can shoot is a threat. What's Lou Williams' contract look like? Um, Don't know, but do you think right now Phoenix would, would give him up? Hell no. I'll tell you, that Phoenix team, man – I can't, I'm about to where I can't support the Magic anymore. I might become a Suns fan. <laughs> yeah, I not like, how I, I thought about it. <laughs> I like, I've I've given them 30 years. Yeah. Like what? What am hey. I supposed to do? They fucked every situation up. Well, this, not, this not like minorly, not like oops, we made a mistake. They've Whoa. literally fucked every situation up. And then yeah. I got to deal with douchebags on the Orlando Magic website, but <laughs> like that dude from Nebraska who decided to message me and tell me I'm trolling. <laughs> I'm not trolling. I just read you their history, and you can't deal with it. Right. Well, I, I like like I said, I think the basketball gods have finally given up on Orlando. They just said, "Well, fuck y'all, you're you're done." Because uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that the, the lottery was tonight in a four person draft. Orlando got the fifth pick. <laughs> Good. I didn't want to get him. Just gonna fuck somebody's career up. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um, I was gonna say, well, back to San Antonio and Philly. If if they were to make that trade for Ben Simmons. Uh, the point guard Murray will be in that deal. I don't see Philly's. Uh, I don't see Philly making that deal without Murray. Which in the East, I think that he'll be a fifteen point, fifteen sixteen uh, point point guard. Deontay Murray, right? Yeah, he'll Deontay be fine Murray. There. He'll be. Yeah. He'll be fine out there. Yeah, I would like. I would like that trade. You know, I think. I think the Sixers would benefit from that also. I just couldn't. You're basically playing four man offense every time down. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's basically a power forward yeah. that can handle the ball. That's okay. his, other other than his ball handling and passing, he's a power forward. Yeah. So to to make the money work, okay, I've, I've got the ESPN trade machine up. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, so to make the money work, you would have to give up you know, Murray and probably probably uh, Patty Mills. And I don't think, I don't think they're good up two point guards. Um, maybe Rudy Gay right. or one of the centers to make to make the money work. 
they might have to give somebody else from Philly and then take a bigger contract on from uh, the Spurs. You see what I'm saying? Is that yeah, possible? Yeah. Well, that then, here, yeah, here's the thing, though. Okay, so here, here are the big contracts with San Antonio. Okay, you got DeMar DeRozan at 27 mil. You got um, one of the centers. I can't pronounce his name. Hold Is on. it um, Dieng? Um, okay. Yeah, it's at 17.2 mil. Rudy Gay at 14.5. And Murray at 14.2. Uh, it might be Rudy Gay. It might be Rudy Gay and Murray, yeah. Ben Simmons, and a throw-in yeah. to make the numbers work. And I'll tell you what, if I was San Antonio, I'd pull it because I really think Pop would fix them. And if not, Pop, Pop's got that basketball mind to work with him. Right. You know, well, and- it, he might not fix his jumper, but he's going to find a way to make him an offensive threat within his skill set. Well, and that's the thing. To, to me, Pop is the Belichick of, of the, the NBA. Absolutely. If he can't fix you, no one can. But he, he'll be able to sit you down and go, look, this is your final chance. You either yeah. listen to me. And we we work on this together. It's a joint partnership or you're out of the league. Right. Like I told you, man, like he fixed Tony Parker and that was Tony Parker's biggest thing coming uh, out of the draft was like, can he shoot? Will he be able to work on that 15 footer? And then towards the end of his career, he was wide open. He was knocking him down. So you're right, BJ. And he wants to fix yeah. Him. yeah. And he, Ben doesn't need a three-point shot. It'd be nice to have. He doesn't need a three-point shot. He needs to be able to shoot from 15, 18 feet mm-hmm. he, he, consistently. He needs to be able to con- confidently go to the rim, take pressure off whoever else is there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be Embiid. And, and again, that was the thing last year was he and Embiid weren't getting along. There, there was I, a big, big to-do last year about they can't even be on the court together. They were so pissed at each other. I can just hear AAU coaches screaming to him to quit shooting, go to the basket. Mm-hmm. Bitch shooting's part of the game. Shut up. Yeah, but I'm shocked because he learned how to play in Australia, and usually international players can shoot a jumper at least. So, well, he's like ten inches taller than everybody he played with in high school. Like he's yeah, yeah. like four inches taller than people he's playing against in the NBA. Yeah, not to mention the skill level. Yeah, it it, it makes no sense other than may, maybe. Possibly Stephen A. Smith is right. Maybe he doesn't want to listen. That's impossible because that means Stephen A. would be right on back-to-back days. And if that's the case, the <laughs> Earth should bust into flames. We shall be appreciated. Well, I mean, the Earth's gonna gonna you know fry here in a couple of years anyway. So maybe we are getting close to Armageddon. <laughs> I haven't seen the Rapture start yet, so that must be bullshit too. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Somebody but, uh... just un- somebody just unliked our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We we got seven followers on Twitter. I think we're we're going. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> but it's, it's, but speaking of of guys that can, should be able to dominate, let's just let's just do it. Let's just talk about Kevin Durant. That man did everything he possibly could. You know, everything he could. No, not at all. And that team, and we, we've said about super teams constantly, is you need role players. You need yeah. bench players that can consistently give you not a great game, but a consistent game, yeah. you know, not, not the Joe Harris two for God knows how many shots he did, right. you know, and, and Steve Nash, I, I like him as a, as a guy, as a person. I like him as a player. He needs more seasoning as a coach yeah. and being on that team is not going to be able to get you seasoning because you're not going to learn to make adjustments. Right. Uh, there's nobody on that roster after the big three. No. Yeah. Literally nobody. So I, I would like to even even LeBron, Wade, and Bosch needed a bench. So I'm just going to pull back my judgment on Steve uh, Nash as a coach for this year. We're going to get one more season under his belt, hopefully with a roster change and some bench help. And then we can jump on Steve Nash a little bit. But until he has a bench, which every NBA team deserves, right. I, I can't make a judgment on him. Because right now right. it's like KD and, and two scrubs or Harden and Kyrie and three scrubs. So it's just like a 
I hate calling yeah. people scrubs. That was terrible. Yeah, but I don't the thing that scrubs just subpar player. Yeah, the, the thing that people forget is that like Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, he opted out. He he's going to be an almost yeah. free agent, and he's yeah. key key to their bench. So, well, and um, and and BJ, you're right. Miami didn't really win when LeBron was there with the big three until Ray Allen was there. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, we got we got help. Yeah, yeah. we we have someone. We have another option, and that's key. You need that. But and let's just. Let's not overlook the fact that Kyrie is consistently hurt. Harden fucked with karma all, all season, and it bit him in the ass. Oh, man. Oh, it got him. And, you know, th- th- it's just one of those things where if you don't have a backup, you are screwed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, having uh, KD bring the ball up, yeah, he's capable, but that's not his game. Well, and not only is it not his game, but it 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 just saps the energy out of him. Weren't there rumblings about Jamal Crawford signing with the Nets midseason? Yeah, they were. Yeah. What? I mean, he would have been a help. He could have yeah. contributed. I mean, they only lost that guy, game by a few points. He could have made the difference. That. They lost that yeah. game by literally an inch. If right. KD's foot was an inch smaller, they would have won that game. Won a game. And, right. and he, you know he wears his shoes a size bigger than he's supposed to, right? Well, that's what he gets. Double yeah. whammy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, KD. Um. So is it safe to say that now that like now the championship is well the Eastern Conference championship is is the Bucks to lose? No, I think Atlanta can give them a series. They can't shoot at the rate Atlanta can. So if if Atlanta gets hot, I mean it's very easy for them to steal a buck a game of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Yeah, because look at look at that game seven the other night against Philly. Yeah. Trey Young was doing what I always say Trey Young is going to do. Yeah. Shot like three finally, for 20. Yeah. Fi- finally, right. after 10 games, he finally did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Adam's been saying he's a volume shooter, just terrible. He's out here banging 40 point nights. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy, I'm going to make a believer out of AK eventually. <laughs> no, but, no, but he's right, though. Like, eventually, when it does happen, it's going to be bad because he's one yeah. of those guys that's just going to chuck it. Yeah. And, I can't blame him because if I had the green light like that, I'd chuck it yeah. too. And I mean, I, I, there was one point in the fourth quarter where he was like two for 20, two mm-hmm. for 19, something just horrible. But here's the trick his team was still in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian, you know, Brian's a Brian Hoyer, not Hoyer, um, uh, Herter. Kevin Herter. Kevin yeah, Herter. Yeah, Kevin and Bogdanovich. Yeah, the, yeah. the Red Rocket in Atlanta. So Man, they kept him in it. He dominated that one guy. What was his name? We kept putting him in the post on him. Man. Was it Curry? It was, yeah. That telling you, that's why you don't put Seth Curry on the court. He was getting yeah. violated by Kevin Hurt. Yeah. Violated. But, but that's mean, why Atlanta has a chance because they yeah. have more than just one or two players. Yeah, absolutely. And they have height too because yeah. what, Seth Curry's like They're all like six, eight. Yeah. yeah. Here it Carter's is like six, 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 and uh, Bogdanovich is like six, seven, six, seven. Like, they're yeah. all just big. Collins is six, eight. Clint Capella is six, ten, six, eleven. Like, yeah. This bit, Trey Young's the smallest guy on both teams, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Now, my, my thing with the series is, is how good will Capella be on defense? Because normally he's a great rim defender. But Lopez is going to pull him out. Right. So, so just, means, how, how is that going to work? So Collins is going to have to handle Giannis by himself. And I don't think he can do that. <laughs> I mean, scrappy, I, I mean, he's he scrappy, but that's up. a whole different monster. Yeah. yeah. Scrappy only gets you so far. Let's just be realistic, guys. Yeah. 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 Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I'm, I'm the personification of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I'm trying real uh, hard. Yeah. He's still Giannis. <laughs> exactly. You could try all you want. You're just not going to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but Atlanta has the players to, to give them a series. Now, you know, Giannis can, can you know, just beast mode a game or two here or there. And 
I, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, but it, it's going to be a good series to watch. When I, I'm just glad that we don't have Philly versus Milwaukee. Oh, oh talk about a bucket of suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, 15 point quarters, like the, the winner of the game. It would look like a college game. It would have been terrible. Yeah, like would. 59 to 30. <laughs> Jeez. You know what? I thought about it. If the Hawks take the same mentality that the Heat had last year playing the Bucks, they can win. You know what? Let Giannis get his points. Stop everybody else. The Jordan rules. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I don't really care if one guy scores 60. As long as the other guy scored 10. That'd be great. When when that one guy's named Devin Booker, it's quite possible it'll happen. The other guys. I'm telling you. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith. I don't like the man. I don't like his style. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like the man or not. I've never met him. I don't like his style. Yeah. Um, but boy, I I've been saying for a couple of weeks now he looks a lot like Kobe. Booker looks yeah. a lot like Kobe. He's got the mentality. He's got yeah. that mumble mentality that everyone talks about. Fucking he brutal. does not care at all. He, as soon as he comes across half court, he's a threat to shoot. Yeah, yeah, literally. I love it. I love it. It's, he's just aggression. He still he moves like a shooter, like Ray Allen and uh, yeah. Rip Hamilton. He has that kind of movement to him with a yeah. shot selection of Kobe, and it's like, ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I like how he works his way to the free throw line and will pull up right there, Pat, you know, yeah. just like that's that's old school basketball. It's fun to watch. Absolutely, and that's like watching him play without Chris Paul. Right. And compared to with yeah. Chris Paul, it's been yeah. very interesting to watch. Yeah, wait till Chris comes back and takes some of that uh, load off his shoulders again. <sighs> I I, I, that, I just see the show. I'm sorry. No, he just turns in. He's he can turn into a straight shooter then. Like yeah. he doesn't have to do anything but sh- the score and play defense. He doesn't have to handle the ball. Nothing. Right. Chris will do it all. And that's the thing. Like he he's got the Rip Hamilton mentality of I'm I can come off screens. I can play off the ball. But he's mm-hmm. also got the Kobe mentality of if I need to do it, I will do it, and I will do whatever I need to do. Absolutely. And that's why he he's he's gonna be fun to watch. And you're right. If he just gets a point guard, a competent point guard, and Paul's more than competent. Paul's one of the best of all times. And you take the load off, and again, you take you allow him to do his thing without being guarded the entire length of the court, like we talked about with KD. And that it's almost unstoppable. Yeah, I'm just shocked how like how confident the whole team is with stroking it, man. From Cameron Payne, I didn't know Cameron Payne could shoot like that. <laughs> you know, well, exactly. that's the Chris Paul Damn. effect. They are the exact opposite of the 76ers. Like the, the exact polar opposite. I love it. They will jack yeah. it up anytime. All of them. But but again, when you've got Chris Paul or someone like him on your on your team, it just oozes confidence and allows you to get in your spot, allows you to to do what what you want because the defense is focused on him and he can fit the ball in a tight window. He can fit the ball perfectly right on time. And so you gain that confidence of oh. I can do this. And a, and a confident team that's talented is a deadly combination. Like Cameron Payne, he's 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 sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. He's sufficient. And uh, that's all Booker and Aiden need. And yeah. Crowder, Crowder's had a good playoff run, too. He's played good, hard defense, been a pest, hit some well, open threes. And, and that's always been his game. For, yeah, as pest. long as I remember him playing. He He's always, he's scrappy, but he does have a does have a game. Right. And, Wait, and I, I think you just broke you just broke the internet. You call you call the black player scrappy. You're not supposed to do that. That's for white people only. No, no, no. I didn't say he had a high motor. Same thing. No, that's scrappy. Scrap. They use scrappy a lot too. He's scrappy. No, no he's but, white and slow, so he has to throw elbows. Yeah. No, that's that's Bill. That, that was Bill Lambier. But I, I said that I said that after the game one of the Phoenix LA series. Dayton, uh, not Dayton. 
Aiton is not scared. Not at all. He has come into these playoffs as a grown man, and yeah. he's like, I I have arrived. Take notice of me. Yeah. He, he's improved and he's aggressive. So yes. Yeah. And he was dominant in college, too. That's a big yeah. dude to get excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to get that guy excited. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to motivate. He's 6'11, 250. So, like, that's... dude, I knew that there was something about him, how he was just manhandling uh, AD, man. Like, he was like, he blocking the shots, like, giving him some elbows, like, I'm here. Like, if you're AD, you got to prove it tonight. And that's why I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, and again, after game one, when we saw him take, take it to Davis and go, Okay, give me all you got on man. Yeah. And and AD went, oh, shit. LeBron's <laughs> yeah. like, dang it, picked the wrong conference. <laughs> I got to go build a super team back in the East. What's Charlotte doing? <laughs> Mike, Mike, can I can I come home? Mike, I need your guidance. I don't have the killer instinct. You just tell me when to shoot. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I just uh, – out west, he's in trouble. He's gonna get beat up before he gets to the play, gets to the finals. It's a different oh, yeah. monster out there. Yeah. And remember, I think a couple of, I think in our beginning episodes, we talked about how the West was coming and teams are getting better. Yeah. So he, so he, so him taking advantage of the bubble was in his favor because he knew this next year teams are gonna come up and they're they're showing that they're not afraid of. Them. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about that. You know, Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is beaten away at, at LeBron. He probably still has another year or two left, but he's not the LeBron of old. And you're right. The West is a different animal than than the East was back in 2010, 2011. And it's I don't think he was. I don't think he was ready for it. And I think they probably still would have won last year because the teams were still trying to figure out. Okay, how is AD and LeBron going to work? Right. Now it doesn't matter. And and now the the West is going to be up for grabs for the next few years unless Phoenix takes about the balls and just runs. Yeah. Um. Who was it? I think it was uh Brian Windhorst was saying how uh, LeBron James would like to pair with Chris Paul, but I'm like. If they would, if they win an NBA championship, the Suns, I don't see Chris Paul leaving. No, and two, no. Chris Paul already said, "I'm getting my money." He's not taking less than the money that he can sign next year. I think it's like forty-four to forty-five million. Well, yeah, he turned out, he turned down the forty-four uh, extension, the forty-four million okay, dollar extension. Okay. He turned it down because he wants a long-term deal. Right, and that's well, the he, thing, though. If he leads them to a championship, Phoenix will be like, "Here you go. Here, here's my checkbook. Go, just enjoy." Absolutely. Did you? There's something to the banana boat. They must have made some kind of pact or something. Like, I'm going to play with every one of you before I leave the NBA. <laughs> All he's missing is Mello and Chris Paul. That's it. No, yeah. Mello was on there. That was Wade. Yeah, no, it was, Wade. No, it was, it was Wade, it was LeBron, it was Mello, and it was Paul. Those were the yeah, four in the, on yeah. the banana boat. Only missing two. Yeah. Only missing two. And Mello is probably going to be free up after this year also. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't think Paul's playing with, with James. Just, I, I don't see it. I think Chris Paul is happy where he's at, you know, and even if they don't win the title, I could see them going, you know what, here, here's your extension, tutor Devin. Every, your your every job point, is to make Devin Booking better. Every point guard he's played with, he's re- rendered almost irrelevant. Yeah. Except Kyrie, and that's because Kyrie refused to be rendered irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, I mean, who outside of Kyrie has he played with any other good point guards? Mm. I mean, you're talking about booby cousins, not, not cousins. Um, uh, Gibson. 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 Yeah. Chalmers, I, I think Chalmers' growth is stunted from playing with them, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is true. I'll give you that. So I, I don't even know if we can fairly assess him. Because Chalmers, no, no. he was a baller at Kansas. Hey. Yeah. He was, he Shot maker, couple, like, yeah. He made yeah. a couple hundred on that tournament. You must not have bet the championship game. Yeah, he did. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you've never seen Adam excited as when I, when he hit that three against Memphis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think you have a point. Like the point guards he's played with, he stunted their growth to the point where they either you don't know where they are, or they're like, "Hey, trade me. I don't care. I got to get out of here." By the way, Daniel Gibson could fill it up in Texas too. Yeah, he was. Did did uh, Gibson play with Durant? Or no, I don't think so. No, he played with Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he played with Aldridge, Texas. Okay. Um, Who's the other Texas point guard? T.J. Ford. T.J. Ford. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, okay. I, yeah, he. That was gruesome. I don't know if he ever did. He ever play again after that? I think he tried for a couple seasons and wasn't the same. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that was like Java Dust up there. Yeah. yeah. I remember T.J. Ford because he wore shorts and looked like pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he was a little fiery then, and that that dude, yeah. he was quick. He yeah, had a nice quick. shot, and it was just as one of those unfortunate things. There's nothing I hate more than watching athletes get humbled by injury. Like when they come back, they don't they lost their confidence. Like something's not right. Like Derek Rose. Oh, it's so tough to watch. Javid Best, like that was he. Oh. He could have been like a a solid scat back in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he he literally exploded his neck. And then who were you just talking about? T.J. Ford. T.J. Ford. We don't even know what he could have been. He started out like improving and was going to be all right. And then bang. Well, and then you then you guys have a guys like um Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, I'll talk about that knee injury. I can see it in my head right now. Oh, that was that was evil. He got hit right in the cat, the right in the shin bone. He just flipped over that knee. Yep. Oh, and what was worse about that wasn't so much the injury because injury was bad. It was Monday Night Football. We playing the injury in slow motion. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, like with no, they had no cooth. <laughs> I think I think it was after that they went, okay, guys, you, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is not okay. When I was younger, I used to want to see it. I don't know why. With morbid curiosity, I guess. Like, what happened? Oh. No, I don't even want to see this shit. I get like pains in my joints when I see this stuff, like sympathy pains. Like I'm like, oh no, Mm-mm. start rubbing my knee and shit. Like no, yeah. no. <laughs> who, who was it? Was John Livingston mm-hmm. from the Clippers? Oh no, no. Why are we talking about this shit? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. God dang, he was like a puppet. Somebody cut the strings. <laughs> yeah, but he crazy. came back. He won well, what two titles? Mm-hmm. He was never I'll the same. I'll tell you one thing. I hope he goes and kisses his doctors on the cheek once a month. <laughs> At least. No, I mean. I, Literally, that was the first thing came to mind. It looked like a puppet and the strings got cut. He just blah, blah, just yeah. fell on the ground, knees yeah. and arms everywhere. And it was a fluke. I think there was like a wet spot or something on the floor. He blew out both knees. How do you blow out both knees and come back and play in the NBA? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right. Wendell in Davis your, never came back. In your career, much less the same minute. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Wendell Davis, when he blew out uh, both ACLs, he never – I don't think he ever played again. Sean Livingston won a title. At least one. I think he won two. Yeah, who won two? Two. Yeah, so that's awesome. I mean, yeah, ABJ, you're right. He he needs to visit his doctor like once a month and just, just – Bring yeah. him some chocolate, some food, some lunch. Thank you. Saved my career. That's Possible that you. So, But on that note, I we do have some good news in the, the world of sports. I'm going to kind of get off the, the injury train. So did you guys actually see – that the college football playoff committee is going to vote on the proposal for the 12 team playoff. I also heard that it's unlikely to happen before the end of the current contract though. And we have four more years left. Well, and that's fair. I could totally see them saying, we're going to do this when the contract, when the, when the contract expires, the next contract will be. Why? Everything else is about money. They do everything else that they want when it's about money. Now that we want this shit and it makes sense. Now you want to honor contracts. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's more about logistics and getting everything right. I can can see that. The stadiums are in place. Phone calls need to be made. Reservations need to be made. Papers need to be signed. They're a bunch oh. of lazy cunts. Well, see, here, here's the thing: we, the three of us, could probably do it in a weekend. Could That's probably what I'm figure, saying. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. We could book this. We can make the phone calls to do this. They just don't want to do it because they know that we're right. And we, from the beginning, said there should have been at least eight teams in it. Right. Well, see, and, and here's saying they're going to wait to their hand is and it's going to be forced sooner rather than later because what the Supreme Court came down with a couple of days ago where the schools have to provide everything that's academic related, not just a scholarship. You notice that-, that, that <laughs> Are they going to have to feed them on the weekend now? Yeah. Anything <laughs> anything that is college related, it is food, it is technology. Um, now, it's not a stipend. I don't believe they-, they the Supreme Court will they get a stipend, but anything that is college related, the school must pay for. They're going to start paying <laughs> professors less lunch. Yep. <laughs> but they now, are not. They are not going to take this out of the NCAA budget. This has come directly from the colleges. You but it, I don't. I don't know if you guys noticed that it was a very, very quiet news story about a week or so ago before the, the Supreme Court laid down that decision. Billy Hancock came out and said. We need to figure out the image and likeness thing now. You know I why? need proposals in a month. They know this train is coming. You yeah. know why it's quiet? Because it's the end of the modern slave trade. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it is. like that's, right. These guys, I mean, you use them in commercials. You use them in like to advertise the games on Saturday. Their yeah. faces are all over the place. We all know their names. And you want to tell me they can't get paid? I mean, their careers are short. Some guys don't even make it out of college. Yeah, exactly. So imagine this, guys. So out of all of the college football players that we know, what college football player, I would say from, let's say from 1990 to now, would have made so much money off of his likeness in any sport, whether it's, well, I say, I say basketball Peyton, and football. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had a whole career of being the man. Yeah. Like he, he would have made a shit ton of money. You think um, Peyton Manning would have made more money than Tim Tebow? Yes. Well, because I think Peyton Manning would have wanted to make more money than Tim Tebow. I don't know, buddy. Shit. Tim Tebow man, tried to Tim Tebow was... 50 grand to talk to churches. Exactly. Yeah, mind. Imagine what he would have made in, in college. Yeah. Tim Tebow's, not, Tim Tebow's not a classic Christian. He's one of these new Republican financially forward Christians. <laughs> financially conservative yeah, financially conservative. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to conserve all your money give it over here. <laughs> yeah because i was thinking about that i'm like i'm like like who could have made like the most money peyton manning uh, came to mind too but i'm like who would like well i, I thought of peyton manning i thought of Tim tebow i even thought of as far as matt uh, barkley Carson Palmer. Yep, Matt Bartley. Because not, not only not only the player, but you also got to look at the location. Deion Sanders has been That's a certified true. star since he was 19 years old. Well, okay. I was going to say Deion, but he said 1990 yeah. and, and after. So Deion yeah, came yeah, out yeah, before yeah. 1990. So he was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the real answer is since you said 1990, but the real answer is Bo Jackson. Yes. Yeah. That's the real answer. Now, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who would have made a crap ton of money off one play Antonio Lingdom. Oh. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, you talk about a guy that would have cashed in on his 15 minutes of fame in college. Yeah, he would have. I mean, hell, they're still making documentaries about that about with that one play yeah. and how much money that one play made the SEC. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy that the players are, are going to get paid. You know, now, I, I I forget. I think it was Kevin Blackstone on ESPN. It was they were talking about the the playoff, and he had a good point. He's like, I am completely against it until they can make money. And he had a, he had a good point. He's like, I am completely against these guys playing more games, making these colleges more money, and them not getting a dime. Now, if they yeah. figure out how to pay them, one hundred percent go for it. But until then, 
BJ's right. It's slave trade. Right. Just the modern day version. That's all. Yeah. So from so my question is from so I'm I'm thinking of college basketball. Like you got the players. Like do you think that they would benefit from players getting paid off of their likeness, not to jump? to like G league or try to jump into the NBA or. Well, it depends on, it? it depends on how much money EA's paying because mm. if, if EA's bringing back and, you know, March madness, whatever, and they're paying for the, the name image and likeness for, to have them in the game, that might make more than the G league. So, because we, we forget how popular those games were. Oh yeah. You know, I, the, the football game was one of the best football games I've ever played. Yeah. The basketball game wasn't that far off. Right. And if they bring it back with the popularity the, the sport is now, yeah. that, that's just a, a money pit waiting to happen. And so it might be sixty, seventy thousand dollars, it might be a hundred thousand dollars that these guys get from from that. So why? So Yeah, this can be that can be pretty interesting. Because I'm thinking of like because I, I know that the topic has been like, okay, college basketball is okay. How can we keep or maintain you know, top tier players. Obviously, we're not going to take all of them, but but you know, how 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 are we going to be able to obtain uh, the next Zion if he comes and things of that nature? Which I'm thinking that that person probably going to go to NBA anyway. But I know that if I'm a kid, so let's say like I'm a three star or four star athlete, right? And let's say I get a chance to go to Duke, and Duke's like, hey, guess what? Yeah, you have opportunity to go to the NBA, but hey, if you come with us one year, we have, you know, you get paid off your likeness, you know, EA have you on the game, you're you're gonna be branded XYZ. Maybe a player be like, hmm, you know what? Maybe a year or two may not be so bad. So watch for this to happen. Watch for the name, image, and likeness to be tied to graduation. Hey, you can make all of this money if you come here. We'll put it in a fund that you get upon your graduation. I'm surprised the NSAGE didn't stop using their likeness. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. well, that- I thought they would just not put any players on TV at all. They'd be like, oh, we're not going to pay you. Still make the same money. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if they want to talk about graduation rates and student athlete, student first and say, hey, you can make all this money. We'll put it in the fund until you graduate. And if you don't graduate in X amount of years, that money comes back to the college. Oh, Watch for that to happen. Wow. But then in that case, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll continue to lose people. Yeah. You know? But because you, you, you think a multi-billion dollar organization is just going to go, oh, you win. Sorry. Here, here's all the money that we owe you. No, yeah. they're going to find some loophole. They're going to find some way of keeping their money. It's just the way it always does. And mm-hmm. these billionaires are, are, are that way because they, they figured out how to, how to rig the system in their favor. And even, even those that are fake billionaires and want to say the billionaires, they've still figured out a way to rig the system in their favor. But um, I think that the, the NBA and their owners, you know, especially if they have a chance. So let's say if I'm, you know, a GM I mean, an owner of a team, I have a chance to get the number one player in college. You know, I mean, not, not even college. I mean, eventually they're going to take them players from high school. If I get that player from high school, I'm going to do everything I can to try to get that person to not even think about college. And I'm going to use that to my advantage. Why would you want to go to Duke and play for them? And you might not get your money if you decide to graduate. You can just come, you know, play in the NBA or you can have agents that's going to be telling the same thing. Like, fuck college. Just, I mean, you're going to go straight to the pros. So... It's like, well, you know, well. and, and that goes back to, you're, you're right, the, the NBA fixing the CBA, because mm-hmm. right now, the only reason why the one and done rule exists now is because the CBA says you must be 19. If I was an intelligent 18 or 19 year old, I'm taking my ass to Europe, seeing what it's done to Luca and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ooh, they teach people over there. I'm going to go learn something. Yeah. But um, I, I think a couple of episodes I, I spoke of, like, I think that you, you're going to see 
maybe not an influx, but you're going to see a certain amount of players going over to Europe, like the Spanish leagues, you know, and being able to compete there. And then that next year being a, a lottery pick. I'm going. But, They're producing killers out there. But here's the yeah. thing. Do they not go out of the risk of being exposed? Because if you, you make you stronger. That's the mentality. That's what they say. But if if you're a 17 year old kid and you're dominating and you know that look, no one no one here can can beat me. And if I stay here, I will be a lottery pick. I can go over there and improve my skills or I can stay here and take the sure thing. What are you doing? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Now there, there is money to be made over in the Euro League that you're not going to make mm-hmm. here. Right. So that that is a, the risk that you're running. But so I mean, if you can just beat up tomato cans, then why wouldn't you? <laughs> that is true. So let's say you're like, let's say you're a projected, you know, like you're projected first round, like you no know, 30th pick, or let's say second round first pick. Do you say, hey, you know what? Screw the NBA. Let me go over to Europe, play there, you know, um, see how I do there and then come back and see if I can get a, uh, you know, become a lottery pick or. I think it depends on the situation because like a, a kid like Jermaine Taylor that played at UCF for a year or two, yeah. you know, he, he was exactly in that situation. He was a first round pick by the, by the Rockets, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, last pick of, of the, of the first round. And he would have been better served to be playing overseas to playing in the G league, but instead he bounced back and forth and back and forth and never really got consistent coaching to to improve his game yeah uh yeah because i think uh jermaine taylor he got drafted by the rockets and the coach then was was it was it d'antoni i want to say yes okay i want to say d'antoni was the coach then um because I, I think i think mcgrady was still there because it was oh eight i believe that dude I, oh okay so it was so it was when because 08 was when Van Gundy was there. I think oh didn't Van Gundy leave in 09? I'm looking it up after? now. Yeah. Because I mean that, that kid was a baller, but he needed he needed help. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Jermaine Taylor, he's always been a baller. I remember um I remember him uh you know playing at, at the Y and I was like, yo, man, like that kid's going to the NBA. It happened. Well, it's just like um, Audrey Dawkins. That that dude mm-hmm. needs to be in the NBA right now, and he's not. Yeah. Where is he overseas, Audrey Dawkins? I, I think so. I'm trying to yes, find yeah. Jermaine Taylor now, or find yeah. what happened to him. Yeah, um, I think he's playing in the uh, Big Three league. Yeah, the la- the last team that he was on was the the Salt Lake City Stars. Oh, okay. And he was drafted in 2009. 2009, okay. So I think D'Antoni was there that that year. But yeah, and and, and again, that goes back to what we keep saying i know our listeners are tired of me saying it coaching needs to be better they need to focus on developing these players in high school and in college and not just winning for the next game and i know that that counterintuitive to the way we americans think because it's all about what can you get me i got a question for you mm-hmm. since, since it's not likely the coach is going to get better because Let's just be honest. It's just not likely. How do we get the kids to navigate the waters of shitty coaches? Because that's what's more realistic. That probably is what needs to be worked on more. You're not going to fix these coaches. They've gotten away with being shit for so long. I mean, I've seen personally parents take their kids from team to team in search of, you know, a solid coach. Um, yeah, here's the problem, though. You start doing that more than a couple of times, and you're going to get a bad rap, and that kid's not going not gonna to get what he needs. So you can only do that so many times before you start hurting the kid even more. Yeah, yeah but there, there are good coaches out there that might not align with you personality-wise, but they're still a good coach. Mm-hmm. So where does that factor in, where you're just hopping away from personalities you can't deal with as a parent? Yeah. You know what I mean? And not necessarily that coach might have been good for your child, 
but you'll never know because you can't take the ego of somebody telling your kid he's trash right now. And and that's again part of our society is we can't handle criticism like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And you know, a good coach will say, look, you need to work on this. I will work with you on this, but you need to sit down and work on this. Yeah. And unless the, the kid is willing to do it, it doesn't matter. And BJ, I know you've talked about, you know, in Lake County seeing you know, setting up some type of organization for these kids for them to go and study the the basics of the game, not just how to shoot a jump shot, but how to read the defense and, and know where it's going to be, how to read angles, how to work on your footwork. But and, but on top of that, also how to get the, the academics so that you can go and be successful in college and use the NCAA just like they're using you. Yeah. yeah one of the things I was thinking about is I think all the kids should start out in soccer. Yes. All, all kids that want to play sports should start out in soccer. Yeah. Between the footwork and the angles – man yeah yeah soccer is tough i tried it (laughs) i tried to practice i'm like nah (laughs) i'm like (laughs) i have a new found respect for soccer players dude that shit is tough one of my friends used to money one of my, oh, I'm sorry. Just one of my friends used to play, and he was like, uh, that we, I can't remember where we were, but there's a net somewhere in Fruitland Park. And he's like, you want to – I was like, I'll play goalie. And he's like, uh, okay. You, you like, sure? No. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. And so I was like, okay. Well, I didn't realize how hard those soccer balls come in. I go, wham! Dude. My hands were purple after three shots. Yeah. Dude, I got Well, that, that's why, like, the, the Tim Howard gloves look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. Jeez, I mean, I'll never forget the noise of the first kick. It was like boom, crack when it hit my hand. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly, man. But yeah, I mean, at soccer. Not only do you build stamina, but you learn footwork. You learn footwork angles. and angles. Yep, just and, those two things alone to benefit you in everything else you want to do. Yep, and you learn anticipation about where the other players are going to be. Not and just your players. Ball. Yeah. Because you will not make it down the soccer field by yourself. No. Right. No. Even even Messi gives it up to get it back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking, I know we're not a big soccer team. I know we're not a big soccer team, but I've been watching the UEFA tournament, which has been mm-hmm. a blast, by the way. Yeah. And um, I heard a rumor that Barcelona is trying to get Ronaldo and Messi on the same team. What yeah. the they can't do that. fuck? They're $1.4 billion in debt. How are they going to pay either one of them? Exactly. They don't I'm care. Sure, I'm sure there's some Russian mafia. Uh, they, sure they sure don't fucking care because they'll make that money back in 10 years. Yeah, Easy. Exactly. There's there's no creditor that's going to close them down. They just they print money yearly. They just messed up somewhere. Yeah. Look, Europe don't play about soccer. If they try to pull that off, somebody's going to off that owner. Somewhere I'm, in the I guarantee it. Yeah, in the they will. They will. Yeah, they, they, they can't do that. They won't be able to do that. <laughs> but see, that's you. the problem. When you have a league and you don't have a salary cap and you have these billionaire owners that yep. have just toys, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. It's been a blast to watch. It's been great. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, the British, the English team, <laughs> like won, won their last game and was told how like shit they were playing. And they came out and played very well today. And um, I don't know. I don't think any team – I hate to say this. I'm probably wrong because none of their players have died recently. But the British team catches a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit. Yeah. They're not a South American team. Like, they don't get off the plane and get shot in the face in the airport or anything. Yeah. That's a South American thing. Yeah. But the British team catches a lot of shit. But see, here, here's the thing, though, okay? And I had, actually had a soccer guy tell me this, is that the British guys, they're so used to playing with their club teams. Yeah. They're immensely talented, but they're so used to – where the other teammates could give them the ball and whatnot, that their teammates are now spread across the different countries. And it's a completely different thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a collection of stars and not a team. The Italian team has been fun to watch. We don't have, I know 
we don't talk about soccer too much. It's just been kind of like my uh, – I got off early a couple of days this week, and the games are like two-ish. Yeah. Two-ish, so it's been kind of cool to watch. Well, I will say this. I like watching the Euro Championship. The high-level soccer. Well, yeah. not, not, not just that, but the Euro Championship more than the World Cup. I like the World Cup. Uh, because I, I feel that tension. Yeah. There is tension in the World Cup. Like these people have waited four years for this. Our well, team's gonna do it. And they're well, that's out, the thing. They're out he, after the group stage. Yeah, here, here's what I here's what I do like about, about FIFA. Now, granted, there's a lot I don't like, but here's what yeah. I do like is there is a tournament every year. Yeah, it's not the same tournament though, but there's a tournament every single yeah. year. Something's going they, on. Yeah. Right. So they, they know how to keep the momentum, but also keep their trophies precious so that, yeah. that's what's really nice now and, what i don't and going back to why i like the euro but better than the world cup is once you get to the knockoff stage the the talent level is the talent level and you're fine but in in the euro cup it's the group stages are all about pretty much consistent across yeah, the board you don't have to win you just gotta not yeah. be terrible but yeah. in the group stages for the world cup you might have a crap team and when the world cup comes in 2022 I mean, Cutter is going to be playing. Cutter can't play soccer. They're only playing because they're hosting. Ugh. Yeah, 105 degrees the average temperature in the summer, and that's where we're going to have the World Cup. Good job, guys. Yeah. It's a winter sport. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> like, um, what's that other tournament? Is it Champions League where all the leagues come together and yeah. better teams? Yeah. Yep. That is one of the coolest things ever. You take yeah. separate leagues and take the best one and, like, throw them in the ring and be like, well, we're going to find out who's good now. Well, I, and- I think that's excellent. And that goes back to FIFA's figured out a way to keep momentum, keep excitement every single year, but yeah. also still keep their trophies, you know, well, precious. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, it's been fun to watch. I like that high-level soccer. Can't watch the MLS. Don't watch college soccer. But that high-level, like, national soccer and then the mm-hmm. Champions League and the UEFA tournament stuff, I love that stuff. Well, you see, here's yeah. the problem. Okay, so the, the, the MLS is okay. Like, I, I've watched a couple of Lander City games. Mm-hmm. But when you see, when you start seeing the talent level, there is a huge drop, huge gap from the Euroleague to the MLS. Because you'll you'll even hear about MLS players going to the Euroleague, and they're they're right on the bench, right. and it's 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 night and day. I mean, look at um Zlatan gets off the plane, yeah. scores two goals, runs the league for a year and a half, and disappears. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. At thirty five years old, or thirty six, whatever he is. That was great. I don't know if you've ever, if anybody listening has ever seen his first game on U.S. soil with the MLS. You should see it. He pretty much hopped off the plane, scored the equalizer, scored the game winner. <laughs> yeah. And both of them are excellent goals. You know what? Um, guess what I found out? Let's switch gears for a moment. Guess who's considered the godfather of the Euro stuff? Ginobili? Nope. The godfather of the Euro stuff. The godfather of the Euro stuff. He created Euro stuff. Nope. Um... I'm gonna say Della Shrimp just to go off the track. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually Serudus Marcellonis. Oh, he created the Euro stuff. Yep, and oh, I saw a video. Oh, all I can think of is Euro training with Terry Crews on the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> my wife and kids. Euro yeah. training, Euro training. <laughs> uh, so when I saw that and I looked at the highlights, I'm like, oh shit, like. Marshall Lawrence was doing this like in 86. He was playing with the, uh, uh, I think it was the Lithuanian uh, yes. team. Like he was doing it back in 86. It's just now the European, I mean, not just European, but everyone started picking up. But they said he's considered the godfather of the Euro stuff. I didn't know that. And, and yeah, I, didn't, you, I was shocked. It's amazing when you look back and just how important that 92 Olympics was. Not just, 
yeah, not just bringing basketball to the other countries because they were playing basketball over there. It was getting those players against NBA players and showing, hey, look, there's talent over here that can compete. Now they can't compete with the entire team, but there's talent over there that we need to mine. And it's it was something else. I remember the first ones that were coming over, like uh, not the first one, but like the second wave, like Dino Raja and uh, Ku Coach, and mm-hmm. oh man, there was another one that was pretty huge. Petrovic. Yeah, I considered them the first wave, like Petrovic and uh, Shrimp, and man, Arvidas Sabonis came over a little later too. He didn't come over to like the mid nineties, right? Yeah, and he, if he had come over in his prime, yeah, he like would have come in. Yeah, and he was already broken. His feet were just they were broken. Those damn seven footers and their bad feet. Yeah. That's what got that, you out too. Yeah. That's what scares me about, about Embiid. Embiid mm-hmm. came into the league with a bad back and he's been having issues. And I don't know if you guys saw it. I think it was game six when he was on, on the sidelines. He looked like old school Larry Bird. Mm. He he was on, on his back, looked like he was stretching. I was like, that's got Larry Bird-esque signs to it, and that's scary. Well, thankfully, we're 30 years into back surgery, so hopefully if anything like that does happen, he might get out of there better than Larry did. I hope so, because I, I, I like wish Larry so. had lasted another five or six years. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. But from 79 to 92 is 13 years. So, I mean, like yeah. he put in a haul already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it and- wasn't. He played a tough brand of physical brand of basketball too. He didn't play any of that. You know, he was in there banging and pushing and shoving and hitting the dirt. And... Well, and I know we always talk about what would Curry do back in the 80s and 90s? What would Bird do now? Whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> he wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever he wanted, man. Bird, but like. You can't, you can't touch him? And you're going to send that guy to the free throw line anytime? Like, he's going to shoot 90%. Yeah. Three pointers? What? I mean, w- would he have averaged 40 points a game? Uh, Who's going to stop him? There, yeah. I mean, he was. there were nights where he was not even the most athletic guy on the floor ever. Most of his nights were that case, and he still did what he wanted to. Yeah. He would tell people what he's going to do and then do the exact same thing to him. Yeah. I don't understand it, that. I think he did that to Xavier McGannel one time. He's like, I'm There's going a, to shoot it from here, yeah, and you're not going to stop me. He, <laughs> and he did, he did it. it against the Falcons, too. There's a story. The, the Falcons? The he was Falcons playing football? Or the, the, the uh, Hawks. Hawks, yeah. He did it against the Hawks, too. Yeah. There's a couple stories about him doing that. Walking in a three-point contest. He goes, uh, so who's coming in second? Well, I, I remember I remember hearing that story. That I was like the first or second three point shooting contest. Walked into the locker room and was like, "Okay, who's playing for second?" Yeah. Walked out in his warm up jacket and still won. Yeah. yeah, he was shooting. Yeah, yeah, Bird is. Oh man, he like like Larry Bird, uh, a young Magic Johnson. Like you know what? If I was if I was Ben Simmons, I would talk to Magic. Be like, "Yo, how did you do it?" Because Magic coming in, he couldn't shoot either. Like, no, but he's fearless. You talk, yeah, you're right. We, we talked about this. Ben has no confidence. Talking about, fear, talking about yeah. fearless people, yeah, you're you can't, right. You can't teach fearless, otherwise, Michael would be a coach. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. It's like, man, it's like, like thinking of those players that they play now. Um, even, even with the Kareem, like Kareem playing now, man. Kareem was unstoppable I think, then. I think right. about the smaller guys, the smaller guys that were getting touched and pushed around their whole career, like Rod Strickland. And like Chris Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, like those guys. Yeah. Like now yeah. that they're loose and you can't touch them and they can run the baseline however they want. Oh, yes, yeah, a wrap. Oh, could you imagine Reggie playing now? Oh. 
Oh. oh man, he'd have a title. Oh yeah, would he have a title though? Because if if you were to bring all those players and put them in now in in today's game, yeah, those guys that are coming off screens were subject to being grabbed and pulled and tugged and stuff more yeah. than like. Right. But okay, I I, like I, I get people. I get your point that Reggie would would probably average another ten or twelve points. He would benefit. He would benefit more but, from the rule changes than most. But yeah. see, here's the thing: so if if you're pulling all of those players, if you're pulling Isaiah, Magic, and Mike, Larry, Reggie, pulling them all forward and putting them in today's game, you still think uh, Reggie would beat all all them for title? Reggie would Reggie would improve the most because he would benefit from the rule changes more because of the style of play. Yeah, you weren't going to grab Mike because you couldn't get your hands on him. You either knocked him to the ground or he blew by you. Like those are the two choices of Mike. Larry Bird, it didn't matter what the fuck he did to Larry. It just doesn't. I don't know. I don't. I've watched videos on the guy. I didn't stop watching basketball until he was already old and broken. So like I, I had to go back and watch stuff. And he's just weird. He just does what he wants. <laughs> he just does what he wants. But Reggie. Reggie's style of play where he doesn't bring the ball up and shoot like Booker does or anything. He's relying on movement and coming off a screen and stuff. He lends himself to being grabbed and pulled and tugged more. So I think the fact that you can't even touch Reggie, and then if he does get to the free throw line, he's shooting like 93% anyways. Yeah. So here's a scenario for you, just because it's fun. Put Reggie on a Chris Paul team. Oh, Reggie and Mark Jackson was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was bad enough. Yeah, I remember Mark Jackson at six foot just posting people up, and there wasn't a damn thing they could do about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that damn thing. Human. Yep. Um. Yeah. Or you could think about, uh, you know, Chris Paul and let's say it was Chris Paul and Akeem Olajuwon on the same team. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris Paul, Olajuwon in Houston. How are you stopping that? Pick and roll? It's a wrap. Well, here's one for you. Penny and Shaq on the same team would actually get along. Oh, man, that breaks my heart. Man. <laughs> I blame, that's that, on Orlando. I blame oh. that on the Orlando Sentinel and the Magic not offering the complete max contract when they could have. Yes. The oh, Orlando that, Sen- that Orlando Sentinel poll where a bunch of hicks told uh, the Magic that they don't think he deserved the money, that was stupid. Because you can't let anybody outside of Orlando have an opinion. I know, right? Who was that idiot who wrote that article? I think it was Bianchi. Bianchi? And he's still employed. Still, still employed, employed by the Sentinel. Well, I mean, what are the options? <laughs> what are the for, options? For, for the Sentinel? Pretty much yeah. anybody else. <laughs> you can go to UCF and get a journalism student to do what Bianchi does for half the price. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but unfortunately, morons <clears throat> you pick up a following. Yeah, that's true. Hence why Stephen because, A. Smith has his own show. Like, yep, half the audience wants to watch the train wreck, and the other half the audience is is feeding the bullshit he's feeding, eating the bullshit he's feeding. So. Have you guys ever listened to the Stephen A. Smith radio show? I don't try to listen to him. I don't seek him out in any shape, form, or fashion. There's no no reason for me to hunt for Stephen A. Smith. I just can't. I, I will say this. So back back when I was going to the office, I would have an ESPN radio on in the radio, on, on in the car, and it would just kind of be there. And you talk about just a slurp fest from yeah. listening to the viewers or listeners call into that show. I'm just like, oh my God, no wonder your ego is so big. It's because Listen. somebody's, somebody's uh, <laughs> screening calls. That's why it's nothing special. No. Yeah. Just screening calls. Yeah. It's how, how can I get Stephen A. Smith to be happy? Oh, I, I'll, I'll give him someone that, that's going to suck him off on national radio. <laughs> See, y'all need to put me on there because I don't give a shit if he's happy or not. <laughs> well that's the problem you wouldn't be happy you wouldn't be on there because you wouldn't make him happy you tell him the truth you tell him he's a freaking idiot no i just tell him that he's famous for bullshit half the time like you just pick the other side of the argument whether it's right Dude. or wrong and just run your yap about it 
five years ago we elected somebody that was just full of bullshit. You think the country cares? It's all about controversy, man. Controversy sells, unfortunately. Yeah. Just just looking here because you know our responsibilities are taking up our basketball watching time. Books three to ten right now. Yeah, he's got about nine points, and they're still leading. Yeah. And they're still leading by one. Yeah. So if he gets it right, which to be honest, most likely that'll iron out a little bit in the second half. He's right. only attempted one three pointer and he hit it. So it's not like he's taking bad shots either. Well, and and I remember they were talking about the game today. It was like, oh well, you needed a forty point triple double by by Booker to just to eke out a win. It was oh. a two point game with about a minute he, to go. He did and, that game. Yeah, right. it's a specific situation. He needed forty points in that game. Yep. Something could happen. One of these other guys could go off tonight, and Booker might only need twenty. 25. I, th- I think Aiton's got like 18 or something. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Payne's got 16 and Aiton's got 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a nice, that's a nice situation to be de- up by two and your leading score has only got nine points on three, 10 shooting. And, the, and this is the theme of tonight's episode. You need other players. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yes, Durant could probably do it every single time, but you need other players on the team to pick up the slack for when it's just not falling. Well, Suns exactly. have 11 off the bench. That's the biggest the, the biggest thing that stands out to me is the Clippers having 16 off the bench. Terrence Mann's got eight, Rondo's got six, and Cousins has got two. Now, what do we think of Paul George? Because... I, think they, I think his confidence took a hit last year, and Ty, Ru- Ty Lue breathed some life into him. But when he was in Indiana and he was the man, he was great. Again, he was going back toe-to-toe with LeBron and 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 their series. He went out to LA and he was no longer the man. Now that Kawhi is hurt is hurt, he's the man again. And we're seeing how his game is affected. Is it mental with him? I don't know. I've never seen so many sensitive athletes as I have in the past few years. So like there's it's very possible. Yeah. He's he's four twelve tonight. He's not doing much better. Yeah, honestly, it just matter of I think I think that realization of him understanding that, hey, you know what? I am a glorified number two player. Like like some a coach told me that you will end up becoming a better player when you accept your role, right? Alvin Harper. <laughs> right. So he wants to be the man so bad. It's like, no, that's not who you are. And and on top of that, it was like when he was playing in Indiana, people f- forget that the reason why he started playing is because Danny Granger got hurt. Danny Granger was the man until he got hurt. And then that pressure of him being the man, uh, it didn't really hit him because he also had David West who was there. David West was kind of... Looks like read a lot of story, and I don't know what happened there. But yeah, he he's right. I mean, they had a roster that could compete. They had a filled out roster. Now it didn't didn't rival the talent of Miami, but they still had a very solid roster. You just skipped over his time in OKC, also. Yeah, well, I tried to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't though. That was a legitimate thing that happened. Hey, just because it happened is when we have to acknowledge it. I mean, isn't that what some of the the politicians want to do now? Just even though it happened. We're just going to say it didn't happen. Mm, (laughs) That's the American way. That's the American way. Douchey. Yeah, well. Hey, Dorian's back. My bad, man. I was was flowing. Next thing you knew it, too. That's what happens happens when you try to do a podcast remotely. We figure it out. I thought y'all had good internet down there. It's storming down here. It's the it's it's flaky right now. Yeah. It's raining also. We got the business earlier. This is not sports related, but damn, this tropical storm gave us the business. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, but back to my point where I was saying, mm-hmm. was like, you know, I just think that once Paul George accepts the fact where, like, you know, he's not the man, like, like he's an all-star player, but he's not the man, and he keeps trying to put himself in situations where he is the man, 
But as you can see tonight, what is he? You said he's a four twelve. Four twelve tonight. Yeah, yeah, four of twelve. Yeah, and then if you think about it, the other night when they played against uh, Utah, if you want to be technical, when they were down, it was the other players. It was the Reggie Jackson, and it was the Terrence Manns, those guys, and Luke uh, Kennard. They were the ones that was hitting three-pointers. Then when they got back into the game, that's what Paul Jones was like, okay, I'm ready now. Give me the ball. You know what I mean? So, um, Well, to be fair, though, that's what killers do is when it's when it's time to do work. They get, I'll tell you, I got this now. I mean, I'm serious, though. Wait. He but hit the big shots. Uh, he was that night. He hit the big shots that night. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, if you're hitting games, if you're hitting shots under five minutes to take leads and stuff, yeah, yeah, you're doing it. Well, and, and isn't that the point of, of a high basketball like you is you don't have to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. you get everyone involved, and because of that, you get easier shots. That's the same shit we give shit to LeBron for, though, is he'll sit back for a few quarters and pass and pass and pass it. And then he'll just take over at some point yeah. and then pass it when it's time to win the game. What the hell well, is that? See, that? That's the trick is what he does in the first three quarters and then take over in the fourth. That's fine. It's when, it, when the game is on the line, he wants the ball out of his hands. So do his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you need good teammates for that to work. Yeah. And you need more than just a super team. You need an actual team. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be on his sidekick because he passed me the ball down to the three-point line. Uh, under 30 seconds first things that run through my head is like it's 40 million dollar year motherfucker passing me the ball so you telling me bj you got that ball you ain't gonna let it fly oh i'm gonna let it fly and be thinking the whole time though i'll be like god damn this is kobe or mike he'd have pulled it i'd rebound it right now no 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 because we we always forget that that mike would always you know in the key moments outside of the one in utah mike would pass it up john paxson against phoenix Right. That's after he's established the fact that he gets all buckets. Then it's like, oh my God, he passed it. And that's why it always works. <laughs> so let's let's put that in the proper context. That's because he dropped 40 and it was like, oh my God, he passed it. And everybody's wide open at that point. Steve Kerr, John Paxton. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I agree. But we have to put it in context. Man, I know LeBron's, LeBron's passing it up because he didn't want to take that shot. This is true. Yeah. yeah. You can ask me that ball and I'm shooting it. I'm thinking to myself, once I hit the shot off season. LeBron better have my back and getting this contract extension. And I let him know too. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he did with J.R. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, where'd that get him? <laughs> would they get, would they get Smith or would they get LeBron? <laughs> Running the clock out down by two. No, one of the clock out when you're tied and all you had to do was shoot it that's and you right. win. That's yeah, right. you win. Yes. <laughs> have you seen the memes? I saw this one meme. It's where like he got the we're ball and stone. he ran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? Oh, man. What? oh man. that's hilarious! Oh man, shout out to the Henny God, man. Hey, I respect <laughs> him as a player, but man, that's not the way to end your career. That's some dumb shit like that. I know. Golly, I wonder if, if he's playing in the G League. I mean, not G League, but uh, hey, playing in the Big Three. Real sneaky though. Nobody talks about some of the dunks he's had. He's had some ridiculous dunks in his career. Yeah, ridiculous yeah. dunks. Yeah, like, he went basically two handed from the free throw line on somebody. Yeah. Was that when he was in uh, New Orleans, right? Or, or New Denver. Jersey? Oh, Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Tell you what, nobody ever talks about. We're talking about dumps. Stromile Swift. Oh, oh yeah. Stromile Swift's got some. Um, I don't know how he had broken handbone the way he dunks the basketball. The amount of force that he hits the rim with. That's what I'm talking about. He was just a beast. I'm trying to see where J.R. Smith is now. Um, he's a free agent this week. 
Um, but where do you last play? Probably last play. Probably yeah. smoking a black and drinking handy with Shannon Sharp somewhere. Don't soup yep. at somebody. He last played in the Lakers last year. He yeah, won the title. Yep. He got a ring for that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> come on, this guy's just collecting them now. He did. Hey, he he's the 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 Robert Ory for LeBron. I just I want that that guy to, to shoot shots for me. I don't care if he makes them. I just want that guy to shoot shots for me. Well, he knows if Jr. is on the team, he can get away with a lot more stupid shit because they're gonna look at Jr. first. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then LeBron is like, I told him. <laughs> so so is Jr. considered a knucklehead though, or is he just you know he's you know he's, he's a okay. hothead. He you okay. he threw hot he's soup at somebody. He's a knucklehead. Who was the, who was that a coach? Wasn't it? it was a coach? I mean, throwing hot soup, choking him. Yeah, he he didn't do us <laughs> pretty well. So there is that. <laughs> oh man, do you know how? Do you know how like off you got to be to want to choke your coach? And and if what? Which of course we weren't there, but read the story. Like all PJ Carlismo told him was, "Hey, get your ass up and get into practice." And he just snapped. Yeah. Well, was, was it artificially <laughs> induced? Oh. Well. I don't know if Spring is that guy. I don't know. I don't know if he had drug problems or not. Some yeah. people are just like from Alabama, and that's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Look at Vernon Maxwell. Isn't he from Gainesville? Vernon Maxwell? Mad Max. Mm. Mad Max. You better watch what you say about him. Hey, look, hey, I'm not saying shit because he, to this day, he sees people for talking about him. I'm just saying, like. Dude, he went up in the stands and punched some dude in a basketball game. Right. Before the malice. Before yeah. the malice. Like, he's the yeah. OG punching yeah. people in the stands. <laughs> yeah, didn't he get, like, 20 games for that and our test got 70? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 They oh, Spree's from, uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. You know that. Oh, oh so went he, to Alabama. Alabama. he went to Alabama. He went to Alabama. He just went to Alabama. You learned yeah. some Alabama shit when you were down there. <laughs> oh, shit out of you. <laughs> so, so if you had to name the top knuckleheads in the NBA from like the 90s until now. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Meta okay, World Peace. All right. Meta. Um, JR. Okay. I, I, don't see JR as, I don't see him as knucklehead. I just see him as, you know. So other people zoned out. With a tied game, dribbling the ball out like that. But is that a knucklehead or bonehead? They call him Henny God, bro. <laughs> he's, a Henny, he's a Henny God. Yeah, he's a Henny God. So, okay. He's All not right. bad. He's All not right. bad. <laughs> um, um, what about, hmm. remember Chris Child? No, he just fired off a solid punch to somebody who was talking shit. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, you All talk right. shit enough, you're going to find somebody who doesn't really want to do that. And he found yeah, that. True. Yeah. Well, Kobe found it. Tap, tap. Yeah, you're right. Well, Bill and Beer is a knucklehead. I definitely Bill and Beer is a piece of shit as far as basketball players are concerned. I don't know much about yeah. him as a human, but as far yeah. as basketball players, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a dirty so untalented. Guy. I'm gonna tackle people. Exactly. Or the time to wear. I forgot what player it was, but he like grabbed his balls or something when they were setting the pick. He grabbed the player's ball. Dude, that dude did a lot of crazy shit, man. But I, but I slap you and I get suspended. Well, who was the guy at George Mason that was getting the picks on him and punched the guy in the balls? Like right before the NCAA tournament. Just quit putting your balls by my hand. That happens by accident sometimes. You know what I mean? Especially in basketball with varying sizes of players. Yeah. You know, you got a guy oh, six it? foot next to a guy that's six eight. I mean, I might hit your nuts. Get him out of my, get him away from my shoulder. No, this wasn't an accident. This this was in the conference tournament. He was pissed and 
like went to went to went through a screen, just punched the guy in the balls. And that was the year they went to the final four. Oh yeah, it was. I had a guy following me down the court at the Y, asking me if I was going to apologize for hitting him in the nuts, and I was like, I didn't mean to. We're going to apologize. I was like, we're playing a physical game, man. Like, sorry. Like, Shit happens. Well, I was confused. He didn't want to fight. He just really wanted an apology. I'm sitting here confused. Like, this just never happened to me before. <laughs> But you were like, damn, maybe I should I apologize. Like, I feel like you're trying to keep this con- this conversation about touching your nuts going is what I feel, but we're not going to go down that road. Yeah. Yo. Hey, maybe he just wants you to touch him and, and apologize, maybe kiss and make up. Who knows? Shut up. <laughs> the thing was, he came and said a pick on me that I didn't see, and you're at the Y, so your teammates didn't call it out. So I didn't see it. I just, all I did was turn around and start running, and I hit him. And he's like, oh, so you're not going to say I'm sorry? And I was like, you were going to say I'm sorry for that blind pick I was about to take. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy though? Like um when when I was what was it? Well, okay, eighth grade, right? When I played AAU, right? They would have a scrimmage against the varsity girls team, right? At least for high school, which I Yeah, you told us why. about this, you got in trouble. Oh, I did, right? <laughs> but 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 my thing is, right? So okay, how how did the coach feel like what was in their mind to think, okay, how were we gonna get better? practicing against the girls varsity basketball team which we should be practicing against either the boys varsity or like jv or something like dude all, all of it would just rise all of our hormones and i was just thinking about it they like in today's society they would not be able to get away with that at all yeah it's not acceptable today it wasn't acceptable back then but no one ever shut it down so. great show tonight gentlemen yes i'm glad, so. I'm glad we got to talk a little shit Absolutely. yes so with that ladies and gentlemen this has been sandlot sports Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.